0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the kind of funny games cast presents Persona Four changed my life. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Erin Fitzgerald.
1: Good morning. I'm clapping too. Chia,
0: you're ch- clapping for yourself. Which oh is yeah. Well, weird. I'm clapping That's for the
1: show, kind of oh. funny because I think this is brilliant, and yeah. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah this is the this first time awesome. you've
0: you've been around the new biz. We of course yes. hung out at IGN a bunch of times. Now yeah. you're here for yeah. the uninitiated. Aaron Fitzgerald, Chia in Persona Four Golden. Chia, you just- gotta
1: eat more meat. Jeez. Don't think, feel.
0: Now say 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 that you love me.
1: I love you, Greg. Oh my god, it's so good. Whatever. Jeez, don't be so creepy about it. See, and that's
0: what that's why I picked her, everybody. That's why she was my girl in the game. Y'all. That's cuz the meat, the kicks, tomboyness. What the? That's what you mean. yeah. You missed a lot of kicks in my game, though. That was upsetting. I'm so
1: sorry. So I just
0: played it off in my head that I didn't put you in the party because I cared about you so much. Oh, I appreciate but it. But in reality, you just missed your kicks all the time, and I couldn't deal with them.
1: It's not my fault if mm. you suck playing me. You know,
0: there's nothing for me to do, and it's <laughs> turn-based. You just go, and I say kick. Anyways, we're getting off track. <laughs> uh, this is something new for the best friends there watching. The idea here is that I missed interviewing people. So when cool, fascinating people come to town, I want to try interviewing them in a long-form podcast where we just talk about everything and who they are. No topics, no agenda, nothing like that. It's just talking uh, to somebody who's awesome, like Aaron Fitzgerald.
1: And I am... Always happy to talk to someone who's awesome like you. Oh, come
0: on now. No,
1: no, really. I really enjoy talking with you. Thank you. Yeah, I I really do. I like you too. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, I like your lady friend too. I like your boyfriend out there. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're having a chat. They are too. They're having their own interview.
0: It's one of those things where. (laughs) It's rare that like, I like people. It's rare that then I like people and Christine likes them. Damn. It's rare that they like Christine and me. But it's it's this is the first time ever. A guest who we enjoy has brought their significant other, who we enjoy, who have also brought their dog yes. So Portillo has somebody to hang out with.
1: Yes, yes. So we've got matching people for everybody. But you're over here, aren't you, puppy? Yeah. Death well, Porty's
0: used baby. to. Porty's got to be on camera. If we don't, if he's not on camera or on the audio, we even people you, people you. freak out.
1: We'll get Chessie later.
0: So to kick all of this off, yes. What I want to know is, did Persona change your life? Because I, I I I put that title on this without talking to you.
1: No, I like that.
0: Okay. Because it Um, changed mine. I thought that could be my out. But it's got to have done something to you.
1: Well, I feel like what it's done for me, this may be crazy, is more spiritual than anything else. Mm. Like, I feel what Chie did for me as an actress was she's the first character that I got to do long term. You know, like, I've done characters for cartoon series long term, but there was never any character development, really. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a cartoon cartoon. So, like, Naz never really changed except for turning into a cheerleader from Ed, Ed and Eddie. And that pissed me off because I thought for sure he'd make her into a skateboarder. But then he just, he, Danny was like, mm, let's make her a cheerleader because I need to get through these stories from when I was in school. I'm like, yeah. Damn it! That's not character development. Um, this but, isn't canon, right? But she, I feel, actually had a lot over the games, over the anime, everything. She has character development and, like, the stuff that she was working out. You know, personal development-wise. Sure. The stuff that I've been working out, personal development-wise, it was a really good match.
0: So now you say that, and what do you mean? You mean like the tomboy trying to deal with love, trying to deal well, with Well, they're that? always
1: trying to kind of, like, I might have a little bit of control issues of trying to fix things and make things good for the people that I love. Sure. And, and and I might overcompensate a little in that area of, like, let's just make everything okay, you know? and And I do have a little bit of that... Um, come here, go away, thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, I love you. Don't, don't get too close, <laughs> kind of a thing. Okay. Like I, with my really close people, there was some, you know, the always that fear of loss, kind of right. A thing. Sure, right. Sure. 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 So I, I feel like there, there's so much badassness, and uh, and her sense of humor is my sense of humor, and I was so grateful to you and um and Val for really just letting me be myself and put all of me into Chie, and like we were. were I know I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say that we're we're finishing up the persona dance
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. dancing all night
1: which is so like to me I'm like this could be the last time
0: impossible you never know you True, never know. sure. But this is
1: where we're, I feel like we're coming, now that Persona 5 is coming close, yeah. I'm like, what if they never revisit 4 again? Like, I'm starting to feel like I need to prepare myself Persona emotionally. Persona 5 will
0: come out, and then they'll do another mashup fighting game, dancing game, whatever, so. Where you'll be back. I would
1: love for Chia to make it into Smash Brothers. Like, that would be brilliant. But I, I don't guess, know whatever that know, would I,
0: ever happen. You know, I, I it, but that's not crazy, I guess, now that, like, Atlas is owned by Sega, and Sega's right? already got Sonic and stuff in there. Like, you never not, know. Crazier things have happened, the sure. The world
1: is, you just never know. But I just, because I love, like when I, as soon as I get in behind the mic and I'm, and I, I'm her again, there's this freedom, this relaxation, there's this just joy of being her that I just, I feel so good to be Chie. Like that, that is life changing because I've never gotten to get, I've never gotten to have the time to fall as deeply in love with the character. And I love all of my characters. Like I love them. But with Chie, it's like a love affair. Because every time I get to go back and I get to put, put her on again, we get it's very intimate to be Chie for me. It's yeah. very- it's Is that her,
0: something that doesn't happen with all of your
1: characters? It does, but it's only for a short period of time. Okay. So it, it's like a, it's the difference between dating someone for a week and dating someone for a few years. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Like you, can have, you can really have a strong connection with someone for a week and it could be in a wild, amazing ride with sure. them for a week. But for a few years, you go through ups and downs. You yeah, go the through the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was um, – <clears throat> with Persona Q, which was such a genius game, there was so much – like, we'd never explored Chi being terrified before. And I'm like, I was really I, – I was annoyed with – I'm like, why does she have to be scared of every – like, I was really annoyed with it. And then I, we went to such a place of actually, like, when I was recording it, I was freaking myself out. Like, I was in a really – I was freaking out. Like, I was – I felt I really was feeling super scared, and I didn't like feeling super scared as Chie.
0: Yeah, I didn't that's like your empowering that. Empowering character, yes. Right? So yeah. I
1: that was like such an interesting psychological thing for me. I'm like, isn't that interesting that I don't, I didn't want to show Chie that side of Chie. Sure, but I had to, so I had to go there all the way. But it was so it was so i felt like i was embarrassed as chie and as aaron like oh i don't want anyone to know i'm terrified of these it was crazy that was really interesting like that kind of stuff i I don't get that with any of the other parts i've ever played i don't Mm. get that Mm. kind of i mean there's some like getting to be Urel in the world of warcraft new expansion pack that character is amazing and i've really enjoyed playing her like that journey from like acolyte to leader and that that brings out a whole other side of my own life experience that I find really beautiful and deep but I don't get to spend as much time as her and I would love to spend like months as her and be like get really really deep with her and I feel like that character I could fall deeply deeply madly in love with even more but I'm never gonna get that kind of time with her Sure, not like I do with Chie and I feel like I may never get another character like Chie in this lifetime and if I don't that's okay because I got to have her her right I got to be her and I feel like out of all of my characters and my attachments to obviously
0: yeah I was gonna say you don't dress like every one of your other characters no
1: I don't yeah I don't I have like no I just don't (laughs) she's the one that I'm like oh I'm so attached to her sure I'm so but I mean see that's
0: what's fascinating which is
1: life-changing to be attached to something exactly
0: and but that even said about like What's fascinating about Persona is that it works for you behind yeah. the mic, and it works for the gamer that way as well. Like, in the same... Now,
1: that's interesting. And, I would like to hear more about that, In the that, same please. breath of
0: what you're saying, right, is mm-hmm. like, I you know, it, it's life-changing for you or whatever, and I was like, it's life-changing for me, right? In the same breath, right, I play tons of video games right. the amount of video right. game swag I buy based on a video right. game isn't that much you know what I mean like right. I you look at my room and I have a bunch of infamous stuff and I have a bunch of gone home stuff it's
1: more Superman guys I well mean, that's it's not so. a
0: video game thing he's <laughs> he's struggled except for DC Universe online of course <laughs> oh it's not up the best hold on <laughs> Except for DC Universe Online, of course, the best Boom. MMO of all time. There I'm a it is. big DC fan. Do you play DC Marvel. Universe Online? I
1: haven't. No, no, no. Oh my God! If I get sucked into a video game, I'm in trouble. My life is over. 600 hours. I into can't this show point. exact. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, well, I love well, that you. It's can,
0: something. That's something you can it's call. It's brilliant. It. But that's the thing: is like, not only does it resonate for me to buy all this stuff and talk about it all the time, yeah, it's the other gamers that it's resonated with right like you that's amazing it's, to me you know. I and think, you can't
1: predict something like that you just don't know
0: no that's the thing and I remember I feel like that's the it's writers. funny to watch like the differences of it because there was a, uh, Colin Moriarty yes. of course co-founder here kind yes. of funny yes. he yes. always kicks around this hashtag Colin was right BS garbage and it, basically it's that he knows I love him. It's basically that he saw a game first and he told the world it was great and the world didn't believe him or whatever. Kind Damn
1: of Damn the world! And I remember
0: when I saw Persona 4 Golden for the first time. And I was a big yeah. Persona 3 fan. Persona right. 3 is the one that really struck for me, hit it off, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm into this. I like where this is going. Yes. But when I saw Golden... I remember writing about how excited I was and then being on a game scoop where Damon asked me, like, what my favorite... What what game I was most anticipating this year was. Right. And everybody's throwing away AAA games or something big, right? And I was like, yes. I can't wait for Persona 4 Golden. And he was like, that's such a weird pick for you. I didn't expect that. Da-da-da-da. Right. And then when it hit, everyone slowly began to understand. You know what I mean? And now you look out and you see, like... We've talked about and
1: it's still growing. Sure, like that's fascinating to me that people. Yeah, I was,
0: no, I don't, it's the dog's Hi, the head. He's in the way. I don't. That's know okay,
1: the baby.
0: Hey, the dog's pushing you farther that's off okay. the mic. It's I not okay, Pratilla. You're I better love, than this. I love the puppy. You're a stronger podcaster than this.
1: Here, let's put it over here. Let's put it. Oh, it does baby. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, you're so cute. Here, we'll switch it this way. There we go. There we go. Like, that's not how I wanted it. Mom. Because like I'm fascinated when people are tweeting me. I just finished Golden for the first yeah. time, and that still goes on. Right. And I'm always like. I'm so excited for you. Not
0: a day goes by that I don't get somebody tweeting me at, about Persona. And it's because it's like so number cool. you know we're not trying to be jerks about it. We're probably the biggest advocates or th- we're the loudest advocates for the Vita. We've the right. we're the people talking about the Vita with the biggest audience yes. about the Vita. Yes. And when we say that, we say buy Persona. And like yes. I think Although
1: I do I did get the Persona Q... Nintendo 3DS with See, the case and everything pr- like, I, I got all the Q gear
0: When I, I saw it and I wanted to buy that one because I needed to upgrade yeah. but then we were getting so close to that dual stick one the other stick oh, one yeah. and so I bought I waited for the new and now I have it I just it. wanted
1: everything Persona Q for the rest of my life and I wish they would come out with an animated series just for the Q well, yeah, because it is jabs. so. no but it's so cute it was so cute even if yeah, I was know. I just oh, I love that animation Persona
0: now here's what's interesting about Persona Q Okay. is that I feel like they mismarketed it Okay. because Me being the Vita Persona 4 golden fanboy guy, right? Like when it came out in the Lamb of the Shadows, I and now granted, I try to avoid Lots of information on games because I know I'm gonna eventually play them, right. so I don't want to be you know bored Tainted. out of my mind. I didn't realize it was going to be so Persona Four focused when I, I got the new DS and that was the first thing I popped in or downloaded and played. Right, and I I started playing it. And I was like, holy shit! Like this is just picking up, or not even picking up. It's like a splinter off in the timeline yes. or whatever. Yes. And I was like, this is awesome. Genius. Now, I didn't like the first person dungeon crawling part of it. Okay, just because,
1: okay. that's not. You're not the first person I've heard that from.
0: The r- problem I think is just the fact that I've played. You know, however long Persona 3 was, the first time around on PS2, then on PSP, then Persona 4, a little bit on PS2, then Golden for. However oh. many hours so like I know what a persona game should look and feel like, and so to run around in right. first person, I was like, eh. but like I wanted to keep playing to get to the next story section, right. I wanted to see right. what was happening with everybody, you know to have Kanji right. back, to have new stories with Shia, to have all these different experiences. Yeah. I was down for it, right, like that was the weird thing about it
1: what so uh, what is it i like i I feel like the writers just nailed it with the different personalities of the characters and they just nailed it with that identifiable ability, like everybody has someone that they love within the cast, yeah, you know, like I find that. It's so rare, that type of a thing. Well, it's so
0: rare because, like, you figure what Persona has going for it and what, you know, JRPGs have going for it when you sit there is the fact that you are investing in knowing and expecting a 100-hour experience, expecting 60 hours, expecting to get, it's, it's, what I always talk about when I talk about, like, uh, this is a walk, but come, we'll get back to where we're going. No problem. I always sit, when I talk about Superman. Yeah. I always talk about the best live-action Superman in my lifetime and probably of all time is Smallville. And I say that knowing that there are dozens, if not a hundred episodes of Smallville that are utter trash. That are just worthless, you know, freak of the okay. week. We needed to get somewhere. But the fact that you got to spend so much time with Clark and with Lana and Pete. The and investment. Exactly. You know these characters inside and out in a way that when I watch a two-hour movie, I leave offended by Amy Adams' portrayal of Lois Lane. And I- feel that I have to text Erica Durant to be like, you or not text, no, I'm sorry, tweet I don't have right. Eric Characterize cell on everybody. Tweet her and say you're the best, Lois. You know what I mean. You need to know that.
1: Isn't that fact? That is so interesting. And and so really, you're basically telling me your experience is exactly the same as my experience, just different side of the coin. It's that time investment. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm driving back is the thing to with uh, Persona and why the game resonates, in, I think in the way it does. Right. Is mm-hmm. the fact that people get to know these characters so well. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. finishing, per- like finishing Persona, and you start tearing up, or like when you get there and like when you've maxed out your social link and Yosuke's talking about like when you first met you you have like a legitimate oh right when I first met you you were kind of douchey and I didn't know what was happening and then you were kind
1: of douchey Yosuke you're just saying you
0: think back to Kanji and you're like oh right we thought you were a bully and all these other and like you realize that you've actually learned something about these people and it's like (gasps) wow that's
1: crazy I just got goosebumps all over my whole body from that. That's kind of amazing. That's what I
0: do to girls. Yeah. Uh, no, it's you know, it's just the power of storytelling in games. It and is. and that's what it's so hard to make people understand when I sit here and I, or not here, obviously with the best friends, they understand. Right. But when I go out and I talk somewhere and I talk about the power of video games and what they can do to you, and people don't understand that because they haven't had yeah. that connection, right?
1: Well, I mean, like, like there's a title I've been uh, uh, with since the beginning called Hyperdimension Neptunia. I know that one. And when we first started that one, no one thought, like, I, I feel like we've recorded 12 games. I'm probably over-exaggerating. But there's so many games that's come out in that series. Yeah. And I never, like, it was so wacky and funny, and, like, I I was peeing myself recording it because it was so so off the wall. You guys know who played it. It's so funny. It's so fan service-based in terms of... Being ridiculous and for gamers. It's a gamers game kind of a thing. I really enjoy it. And a uh, JRPG, of course. It's a, yeah, it's
0: a JRPG game. Yeah, it's a
1: JRPG. Game. Yeah. And and I didn't think those characters would really have character development yeah. because they feel very stock to me. But even th- because they keep doing like alternate dimensions and, and you get to see other sides of like what if what if noir was in this dimension and she had she was heart colder or she yeah. like that is fascinating like when do you get to act that stuff like right, that right, right. is just amazing to me and then the I, to to have the games blow up yeah. as big as they get like never would have predicted because I've worked on stuff that I thought this is going to be huge this is genius and then like four people know about it right 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 you know those are the ones where they come up and they go ask for my autograph I'm like you know about this game
0: thank you what Colin and I keep talking about is the fact that Persona 5 is going to be a juggernaut and so many people are sleeping on it. But it's like, for me, like, I go back to when Jeff Haynes handed me Persona 3 for the first time. Right. I was right. like, you have to play this. And I played it. I was like, this is awesome. And I'm not a JRPG player, generally. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I always need, for video games, something very specific. I need common ground. I need to be able to hook in. So it's like, yeah. like, it doesn't work unless I, like, what no. works for Persona is you are a student in a school. Something's happening. Yes. And, like, I know that. I know the student part and I know the school part. Yes. So that works for me. That clicks yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so looking to, like you saw what happened when Persona 3 came out and I was like this is great why aren't more people playing it and when it comes to PSP more people play it right it, you know Persona 4 come, came out at the end of the PS2's life cycle right. not as many people played it but yeah. Jeff was like it's great then Golden Hits and every it's like, it, you know there's a vacuum on Vita really right there's not Amazing. that many games on right. that caliber so, so everybody plays it if you have a Vita and now like all, it's all set so when Persona 5 comes everybody who knows about Persona is going to buy it and then talk about it And once you keep talking
1: about it, and crazy thing, I'm excited about Persona Five, and I there's a really good chance I'm not in it. So
0: Uh, incorrect, we're uh, like.
1: Well, you guys would have to let Atlas know you would want me to be in it one way or the other. Well, for sure do, that. What's, do is
0: anything. it Atlas USA? I forget their Yeah,
1: title. I think it's at Atlas USA.
0: Kevin, find out Atlas' Twitter. We'll, we'll yell at them about this.
1: Well, they they don't know either yet. Like, they don't know anything. Because I, I was talking to someone from Atlas, and I'm like, how do I get into P5? Yeah. And she was like, I really don't know anything at this point. I'm like, don't you love that you don't know anything, and it's only going to be your biggest title ever? It's at
0: Atlas USA. Tweet that you want, at Aaron Fitzgerald in the game. Kevin Thanks, will put up guys. a little thing here that will say all this information for you to put. Um, The thing about it, though, is you're going to be in it. Cause, like, what you I, never know. What, what I, I don't want to
1: get my hopes up and be ser- seriously disappointed, but I, I do. Whether I'm in it or not, I'm going to solidly support whoever's in it. Because sure. I feel like that title is only going to take – I feel like what Persona has done for games, period, yeah. has taken it to another level of, of – what a quality that fans demand. You know what I mean? Like, but look, we could do fighting games and have story and characters. We can we can do anything.
0: Sure, 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 sure. There are sure. no
1: rules. Well,
0: what Atlas is great at – Now, well, this is two conversations, so okay, let's stick okay, with it. Okay, What's okay. going to happen is you're going to be in this game because okay. you have the Atlas approval already. If you didn't know everybody out there – I've interviewed a lot of these voice actors – and what happens is it's all incestuous. It's all, it's all nepotism. Like, you, you meet Troy Baker, then you meet Travis Willingham, then you meet Laura Bailey, then you meet Damian Clark. and like, oh, you all came from Texas, and you're all in your, each other's games. Interesting. And it's they interesting. keep getting picked and done. And you yeah. are the same way now. You Persona 4 Golden, every time she has gone on since then, then you're in right. Catherine as well. Like, it's...
1: Mm-hmm. Dragon's... I- Dragon's Dogma.
0: Atlas, Atlas has looked at you and been like, "Oh, we like her. We'll use her in other things."
1: Yeah, they have, but but they don't use me in everything. Like they have a ton of titles that I'm not in. So but it, they're
0: big ones. They're big budget ones. <laughs> you know, cheryl has got to come.
1: Well, I, yeah, and I but you know, I'm grateful for the work they have given me. I don't want to. I don't ever want to. And I think this you don't is wanna, an actor's thing. You don't ever want to assume that you're going to continue sure, sure, working sure, sure, with sure. a company because they may get you may be oversaturated with your voice or they may not know the depth of your range and they may not know what else they'll be like, Oh, I don't know if we can use her again. You just never know. You never know.
0: Oversaturation is a big problem. Yeah. I remember this one kid named Troy Baker and now he gets no jobs. He was in too many games. Wait a second. He's in everything. Still,
1: he's still in everything. Yeah. Well, I, I that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I I, would, I think
0: you're gonna be there. I think you're gonna approve.
1: I'm a very. I have. There's one game title that's coming out. I think this year that I'm super excited. It's not an Atlas game, but it's definitely Lego Dimensions. Oh my God! I Rock would, band. I'm not in any Lego games. Uh, yeah. One day. One day. But I there is a. Uh, yeah. I can't. Oh my God! You'll guess, and I won't be able to keep okay, my stop. face I'll so stop. stop. Don't I'm guess. Stop. Don't, don't stop. guess. Because I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm okay. super excited. It's a big game about it to me it is i think it's huge yeah
0: okay i'll yeah. guess off air there
1: well. okay so now back
0: now so that why well, i think you'll be there and while i think you'll why well, i also think you'll be there but also what atlas and persona and these guys get right is the fact you mentioned it earlier fan service yeah and the fact that <laughs> what's amazing about what atlas does and what hypernetonia does and yeah. all these different people and games and developers do right right is that they are able to exist in a market right now that is either it's a triple a it took four years it's it, there you can see the pores on their face or it's an indie game and it's two guys in their garage right yeah. the middle has fallen out for the most part yeah but what you find is that atlas in particular is great at targeting their games yes. to their audience and being like we only need to sell 50 80, 000 to copies to be a huge success yes. right and not only that that
1: and they're such good people too. yeah oh no like, I've
0: never met a mean person
1: like that's but that, that's not that's a rarity to yeah. have a whole company that's you know cause the game it's hard that's a lot of work it's yeah. a lot of hours and they're such good hard working put their Soul their passion into it, people. Yeah, because I've worked with companies that not so much where the it's there's it's a negative energy surrounding that company, and I I feel for all of the people who have to work at a company that's negative all the time because that that's got to wear on you. I mean, some companies are genius at yeah. making it make helping their their staff grow, and some aren't. And Atlas is one of the stellar ones yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's just that they know what their audience demands. They yes. know how to hit on it. They know that they can make a game <laughs> sell not millions of copies, right? In the, you know, I'm sure they hope they do and everything else, but they and can they make toys P5. and they can do this and they can go, yeah, exactly, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, that, when you talk about a brand new Persona well, game.
1: This is, this is available on Atlas USA. There's, chia t-shirt like i'm i was super proud of them when they started doing merchandise because you know there's been so many fan merch stuff which i which i also i I personally support but that you know i i can't you know atlas can't do that
0: sure they can't direct somebody else no these guys are using r.i.p to make money go give them some money like wouldn't
1: that be great if we had some money to make our next game yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know these voice actors aren't cheap
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so we've talked about it's changed everything. Was For Chie, did you feel the bond with the character as soon as you read the first script, or did it come... Uh, the
1: day I walked in, and I think I've told... You might have heard this before. If, I apologize if you have. Um, I, I didn't audition for Chie. Uh, the the original actress, Tracy Rooney, was a- unable to return to continue the role.
0: And now is that now... Is that a turn on, Does that is that weird when that happens? Is that super bad blood? Super okay.
1: super awkward. Mm-hmm. She knew about it, though. When a, a company does it right, when the actress knows, well, I, it was kind of, it was her choice. So, well, maybe, I, I don't know the ins and outs. I wasn't there. You're not her, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't there. I don't know the ins and outs. But I know that she was fully aware that they were going to do this, and they communicated, so it was up and up. And to me, that's legit. I, 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 it's happened to me so many times, where I've been replaced or I've come in to replace someone and neither of the actors are being told that that's mm. what's happening. And then you find out and it's your friend one way or the other. And and that person's like, I just found out. Or I just – it's, it's just so awkward and so awful. So, so now,
0: is that easy when that – and we're going to get to your story yeah. about how you did this. Shut up. Is it easy for – like when you – so your friend replaces you, you replace your friend – Is it easy? I mean, it's obviously hard and awkward to talk to him, but there's no, you guys don't take it personally, right? You know, it's a company that did this.
1: We are very, I am so much better now. As soon as I get an inkling that I'm replacing someone, I text them immediately. If it's someone I know, I say, just so you know, I'm being brought in for this. Are you aware? Has Mm, the company mm, told mm. you that you were being recast? I would say 80% of the time the person doesn't know. And, and I don't get that. I have not received that courtesy. My friends don't. Who take over my roles don't text me to tell me oh by the way we took over your role you've yeah. been recast
0: jerks they do bad friends well they
1: just it's that fear it's that sure. fear of awkwardness I don't have that fear of awkwardness I'm I'm a very blunt person like Chie so yeah. I'm like this is a wrong I gotta make it right I gotta call the police we're gonna I'm gonna be the detective and find out what's going on you know so I do and then we find out where in the company it happened and who did it and how shady it went down yeah. just just so we know more about that company because if i'm going to take a job from that company again mm, i need to mm. be aware of how disrespectful they are to the actor sure because that says a lot about that company to me the, the i and then i get to pick and choose the companies i'd rather work for so i know i'm like well if that company offers me a job if i have nothing else going on i'll take it but i i'm part of me is like well they don't honor actors and and if you don't honor the actor and that part of the process to me then you're not honoring your product mm. either mm. and if you're not honoring the product then you're not honoring the audience who is paying their hard-earned money for that product yeah so how you do anything is how you do everything in my opinion you know what I mean like from from somebody who makes you your coffee in the morning how you treat that person how you treat a puppy has how, how you treat the universe yeah and and I it real I'm I'm really getting to that point in my career where I'm at that place where I I don't want to work with people who aren't in love with this job, who aren't in love with working with each other. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, totally I, that makes I, sense. i love that. So when Trace when I found out that I went in and and it was I that was the first thing I asked, they're like you're you're replacing another actress. This is the situation, she's unable to come and, and continue it. And Val Aram who also is Naudo, she looked. Yeah, hello, Val at Val uh, Val two thousand or Val Arm two thousand. I think is her Twitter. Um, something like that. I don't sure. Know. Um, she, just, just Google. Yeah, is it hard? She directs the games. She's the voice director as well. And she's Nato. And she's Nato. Damn. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay. So she brought me in cold without knowing anything about the character because she's known me long enough to know my personality, and she's like, she turned to you the producer, exec producer, he and said, I, I know Chie. So she just, she just brought me in. And so I want, went in behind the mic. They have this beautiful recording booth at PCB Productions. And I'm behind the mic and she's like, okay, this is who she is. Then they gave me a breakdown of Chie the character. And I just went right in to what I, f- I intuitively felt would, would be the, the description they, they told me. And they wanted her, definitely they wanted her to sound like a a teenager. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things they wanted to adjust from the previous Chie. So I was directed to sound like a teenager. Um, because they didn't want me to try and imitate Tracy. They wanted me to have my own sound and be my own Chie. And, and so to do that, you was like, we, let's have you sound like a teenager. You know, and yeah, granted, she's not necessarily like, I could... Do- <laughs> I could do a teenager that sounds like an actual teenager. That's not a problem. Like, not all teenagers have a cutesy voice. But she kind of, she just does. So shut up, right? Like, this is how she talks. Some people talk like this. And I know because I saw a woman this weekend who was in her 50s. And she had a voice very similar to Chie's. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's real. That's a real thing. People have voices. So I really, I loved you, Totally gave the thumbs up right away. Like it wasn't even. An, I I went right into recording Golden. Like boom, wow. done. Let's record this. This is exactly what we want. And the more I would, the more I, she was. She's a visceral character. So I like. I have. I take the layers off. I don't have my shoes on because I'm very physical as Chia. Because I'm always ah and. <laughs> And not just the battle stuff. Like, she's just really excited about everything, you know? Oh, my God, Yosuke, you're so embarrassing. You know, she's just very... Yeah. Chie. She's very Chie. There's energy. In everything
0: she does, there's a lot of energy. Yes. She's
1: so energetic. And and it's so effortless for that energy to flow through me to be her. Uh, I, I have so much fun being her. I just... She fires me up for the day. When I'm done, I'm not even tired. I'm like, I could keep being Chie all day, and I can't say that for all my characters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So,
0: here's my question then. So, and this is diversion a bit. You come in. Mm-hmm. You know you're taking over for Tracy. Yeah. You're doing Chia. You fall in love with Chie. Yeah. Is there concern on your part at Incredible. any point? Tracy's going to come back and be like, I'm going to do the next game or the next thing or the next thing.
1: Yes. Well, also, I was uh, I was aware, and I think it's more just an awareness As much as I was falling in love with Chie, I was aware this could go away at any time based Mm -hmm. on fan reaction. Uh, And I did not expect it to be a positive fan reaction. I assumed I was going to get crapped on because I knew my Chie was not Tracy's Chie. So anybody who fell in love with Tracy's Chie and went through that experience with her in P4 and really connected with that version of Chie, I knew those people were never going to be my fans. And I was Okay with that because I loved her. It really became that place of like, I had to get to a place within myself of, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I love this character. I love her. So even if everybody hates her, I know I did something for me that made me happy and I love her. And so that that kind of like, which is what I think we're supposed to do with ourselves, right? Right. In real yeah, life yeah, yeah. is like <laughs> I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm doing the best version of me I can give, and if other people don't like it, I have to let that go because I'm proud of myself, and I'm proud of what I do, and I'm proud of the kindnesses that I choose to show, and I, I'm always trying to be a better version of me. Um, so. When 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 the people actually liked Chie, that w- that was so surprised. for yeah. me. I I didn't I expected to have because I have some amazing people who have been with me and and, and like I I we label them fans, but. They're not, like, Ben, Benjamin Oscar, if you're watching, dude, I love you. He's been around since I was in Ed, Ed and Eddie. Mm. You know, like, there are people that have just followed me as, as a, as a fan of my work for a very long time. So I knew those people would be supportive. And to me, that's all that mattered. Yeah. It's like, you know what, I have a strong support base of humans. That appreciate my work. And, and I'm I'm just going to nuzzle in with them and be like, I did my best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's move on to the next thing. But well, I didn't expect Chie to blow up like she did. Not my Chie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a clue. Like, how...
0: Did you... See, was there a negative no. reaction? Was there people who came at you and like, ah, because I've never seen it personally. But it's also one of those things that... Oh, it's there. Golden's but given not... so many new people this yes. game.
1: But it, it's the people who loved Tracy and they... they they're never. They were never mean towards me. They'll be like, I'm. I just preferred Tracy. Oh, sure. That doesn't like. The, everybody was so respectful about it, sure. and I'm respectful about. It. I'm like, I don't. Ex- if you're a Tracy Rooney fan then you should be a Tracy Rooney fan. She deserves her following and her Chie, and that needs to be recognized for anybody who played P4 and, you know, fell in love with that. I think that's brilliant, and I think there's enough room and space in the universe right. to hold both realities. Well, that's the best part of, like, yeah.
0: real criticism, right? Yeah. I love it when somebody tweets at you, and like, you suck on this podcast, and I hate right. you. are like, oh, I can't take criticism on huh? it. It's like, well, that, that was an attack. You're totally welcome to say, right. I love the new podcast Beyond more than I did this right. because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, great, I'm glad you're enjoying the content. I'm not personally offended by that. Right. It's when you're like, oh, these guys are awesome. And you sucked. And it's like, well, wait a second.
1: That's not really a criticism. <laughs> yeah. That's just being a dick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: So now, <laughs> you said something interesting there about you don't, what do you, you don't know what to call the fans. Like, your close-knit group, yeah. like, right?
1: The, the, there's there's a certain group of people, like Mark, who, who came – when I came to IGN, Mark
0: – And, like, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think – maybe we talked about it on Up at Noon briefly, but, like, this was one of the most special moments I've ever had with somebody who I brought to interview because – I Mark you get a shout out. I always talk about it on my show in this show and kind of funny, right? and I okay. and I, I noticed when I was doing interviews when we broke away like with real people like at real sites like' right, right. They were recording like this is interesting that if you didn't know our content, it sounded like bullshit when I said we call our fans best friends. If you watch this content, if you listen to our shows, See, you're a best friend. I love that. And I and if you and
1: I know what you're talking you about, you get it. I and get they it. get it. And it's anybody yeah.
0: listening to this gets it because like you're in the room with us for hours on end. Yeah. You know everything that you know, Portillo. You know Christine. You know what's happening in my life. And although I don't necessarily know that about you, right. when you interact with me, you meet me at an the event. Connection. When you, it's the same thing. So many kids write in that they've got cancer. They're depressed. This that. Can yes. I have? It? And I try to give them everything I can because I do love these people. Yeah. And like. When I met you and you were hit, we were hitting it off, I'm like, oh, she's a great voice actor. She gets what's happening. Blah, blah And we came down that elevator and the doors opened and we were walking to lunch. And there were, Greg Atlas was already there and a bunch of other up at noon people were lined up.
1: So many awesome people had already lined up to come see you us. You
0: stopped in your tracks and you saw Mark. Yeah. And you, you were like, baby. And you ran over and you hugged him. And you talked to him. And like, you had this incredibly heartwarming, genuine human moment where you're hugging this guy. And then you explained a little bit there and then we left more. You're like, I've never met him before. Like, I know him through the internet. He follows my work. He does all this stuff. And that was our first time meeting.
1: In person. And And I I only recognize him because of his picture on social media.
0: So stop being an egg on Twitter. So I, I I, yeah, yeah.
1: I would have never, like, he, and Mark, you were so sweet. You were just, you were so respectful. And you were sitting and you were waiting. And your head was down and you saw me. And you didn't, you didn't say, hey, Aaron, it's me, Mark. You just, you were just like, oh, there's Aaron. I'm just going to sit here and. Like, I don't even know and I, I looked at you and then I looked away and then I went <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like I know that face and I'm like Mark And he had tweeted me that he was going to come. So I knew he was going to come. Sure. But to get to see him and after years, like Mark and I have been communicating for years on the interwebs over all of my uh, roles and parts and stuff. Like he's been such a huge supporter of me, which has helped me in my career. Because with the support, I have the courage to go boldly into new auditions for parts that might part of me is like you're not good enough you don't have the talent you're never going to book something like that but it's the it's the support of the fans that go well may, maybe i could maybe i could and i think that's how i ended up booking URL in world of warcraft was because mm. i felt that because of Chie, i've got this huge group of supportive people saying you can do anything right i'm like i can that's amazing <laughs> so seeing mark was like it felt like a reunion. Yeah, no. It felt like a genuine, like I can't believe we're finally touching in human form. You're right. real. yeah. Ah! yeah, 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 yeah it is yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah,
0: I mean that's that that's that real shit. That's that real moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love having that with our fans to see you do the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah. you get it. This is real. Do and you know I love I mean? going
1: to a different place, like going to Newfoundland. Right. Oh my god. And I get to see. Like I never th- like there's so many international fans that I I talk to regular, and I think in my imagination, I'm like, I'm never gonna meet that person. Right. That's so unlikely. They live so far away and then i went to newfoundland and i got to meet people i've been chatting with i'm like i can't believe you're here this is happening this is amazing i'm just right. as excited as they are yeah no just and, as excited and that's
0: yeah that's the thing man that's, that's what real it's all life. about yeah that's kindred spirit exactly like, and then, you know what i mean there's so many people who have no idea who follows them and not, not that i'm knocking these people no no they different lives different experiences but right it's just like well
1: and also if you have a busier life i get it like yeah. I, I mean i watch i mean i'm jen Hale is one of my friends and that woman I don't know. Understand how she gets everything that she gets accomplished in a day. She is, uh, uh she's like a superhero in real life. No, Jennifer
0: Hale is for sure. She's, she's out there a rock climbing. Su- she's horseback riding. She's, she's, she's got doing a child.
1: This. She's got twelve side businesses plus the most stellar career in the universe, and she gets it all fit in and in the day. And. I can honestly say I. She's made time in her crazy schedule. She's made time for me for like heart to heart chats. I'm like, how do you even have time for this conversation? Right, right, right. I know right. I'm. You're on the phone in your car. You're like, I got 12 minutes. Let's talk. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is crazy. So someone at that level of busyness, if if they're not getting like Troy Baker, I'm sure is the same. When you're that kind,
0: he's of, buying socks. He is on a different schedule. Well, buy what, socks. Whatever
1: you're doing and take that you're photos busy. Of socks. If they don't have that time, it's, yeah. it's not because they don't love the fans. It's exactly. just that they just yeah, don't have the time yeah. i have a lot more time on my hands and i'm a little bit of an internet nerd yeah i love the internet i love the interwebs and it's the last the last blog post i wrote was your interview last march i have not updated my own website and i am a web nerd in a year because I've been so busy.
0: You just you well no you just perfected it. You hit and yes. you're like oh, it's never going to get better. Than this. It's never gonna get Best better. Best blog this. post I've ever written. Well it's this over. will
1: be the next one. No oh, yeah definitely. I'll be <laughs> then like, we just change it Greg to Aaron and Greg's Greg. blog because yeah, Greg's it's all we not on, on IGN anymore. He's got his new show. Let's promote that. Yeah. Exactly exactly. But that's the Like as I had finally had a year where I was like oh this is why they don't have the time. Right. Oh. right 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 right, right. Okay, Well that, and that's the thing I was
0: telling you earlier. You're asking me how the business is going. Business is going so incredibly well. But it's just like now I. I have to apologize in every email cuz I'm like I know you sent this 14 days ago. I'm so sorry. <laughs> been, it's just
1: That's crazy right? 14 days. Like yeah. I'm now finding emails like months ago. I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god, it's been months." I, I apologize to anyone I haven't gotten back exactly. to. Exactly. When I see so those sorry. ones, I'm just
0: like, that's a, it's gone. I'm sorry. You'll you'll hit me back up if it was if it was that important. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like that's yeah. the whole thing is just like there are only so many hours, and I always feel like I'm failing yeah. our Patreon fans. I always feel yeah. like I'm failing but the kids on Facebook. But there's only one of you. I know, and they get it. Everybody gets it. That's yeah. what the the one thing that's blown me away about this enterprise is that, or I get, and now it's not the one thing that in the beginning blew me away is that people weren't getting mad at us. Yeah. When we'd miss, you know, something would go wrong we wouldn't upload the show on time. There'd be a wrong show uploaded. This would happen. That would happen. People weren't mad. They understood what's happening. You guys are awesome. And that's what we always talk about here. Colin always says, and I know everybody watching is bored of this, is that, you know we exchanged the reach of IGN for the intimacy of kind of funny yeah. and that's the thing we we culled off all the fat you know what I yes. mean The the people who were just trolls to be trolls yes. and all this different stuff everybody here the understands hardcore, right. which
1: I love which I really love yeah. and I feel like I've I, I've the love where I am in my career I, I've just I've cultivated this amazing group of internet humans that I, I don't want to I feel like it's a beautiful cultivation because I'm not surrounded by haters, yeah, I don't get very many trolls. Right. every once in a while, it's such a rarity, and I don't get a lot of negative feedback directly. I get indirect stuff, which I'm always fascinated with when somebody's like, hey, did you know that so-and-so said this horrible thing about you? I'm like, why would you pass that information on? Right, why would on? I want to know that? Yeah. Why yeah. would you tell me? Like, that doesn't make me like you any better because you ratted out some other person who purposely hasn't told me what they think because they don't want me to react to them. <laughs> so they're a coward. Or what, it doesn't even <laughs> matter. You, you know what? Everybody's allowed to have their opinion Sure. Me. It's just a flavor. Opinions are like flavors. Some people like chocolate. Some people like vanilla. Yeah. Not everybody likes chocolate and vanilla. To, you know, and that's... that's... That's okay. Yeah. And if they didn't, then it wouldn't be special.
0: Right. Right, right, if everybody right,
1: right. liked everything, it wouldn't be special. The, then you wouldn't have that intimate connection with your audience. Who gets us. Who gets you. Yeah. It's such a special feeling. It's like having friends who get you. Because you're out in the world most of the time talking to strangers who don't get you. And right. you have to be like, I am a polite human to this other human. And we sure don't talk the same language. Sure. But that's okay. We still interact. We're trying to get along in this world. But when you get to come back to this room, talk to your people. Right. Feels kind of awesome. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, they're the ones we're always trying to serve and not screw over. So that's yeah. funny when we in- indirectly screw them over about something. Everybody's super polite about it. Just hey, this got messed up. We're like, oh, so sorry. We'll fix it. You know but what that's I mean? taking
1: responsibility. Yeah, and that's real life and real relationships. Is like, I messed up. I apologize, and then the person says, oh no problem dude yeah i got you i have some patience for this situation right 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 you know it's it, it's it's a real relationship it, it, it at least that's how i feel because it feels like a, like uh, my fans <laughs> we got hacked recently uh the server uh me cindy robinson's website uh kg tangs and a, a couple of other that uh my man he, he's he been hosting and building so it's stuff. his fault it wasn't his he fault. Let in somebody, somebody in went door. into the to the to the main hosting company and put all these lines of code and just totally just took us down And it was fans that told us. I didn't know because I hadn't visited my website in forever. And it was fans are like, hey, did you know your website's been hacked by somebody who's using this code? I'm like, no, I didn't. (laughs) And (laughs) then so I get back to Mel. And so Mel all week last week was dealing with that, trying to get all of our stuff back up. And I think it is. I think it is. You guys, I don't think the pictures are working, but feel free to go and test and examine. Sure. But, But that's the kind of stuff like. <laughs> that's the ups and the downs and right. that's a relationship right. like that somebody would take the time of their day to be like hey did you know this isn't working like, i would have never known I was if it in that for that kind of
0: the dallas fort worth airport making a connection to get to missouri to speak at a, to speak at the university and a fan was there like, it was like it was apology uh on twitter of course when everything wherever else we do anything and he's like hey like the episodes aren't up like the full episodes aren't up because they, they usually go on friday and this is in the, right. middle of the week and it, he was like the 15th person to do this and i'm like they That's are amazing. up here they are they're on the playlist and he's like sending me screenshots and we're going back and forth and finally i'm able to dig it out and figure out what's wrong wow. so many people have been just i can't find it and we get that all the time where where's the latest thing and i'm like here it is thanks and like this was one of them going a little bit deeper of like I can't find it. Here it is. Great. It's still not where I find videos. Where do you find videos? I, because like, oh, for me, the user wow. experience of how you consume our content is foreign. I don't know is it through alerts? Is it on Patreon? Is it just by coming to the YouTube page? Right, because the, you're all back end. Exactly. You're all back end. So and for him to so walk different. me through it, we figured out <gasps> where the problem was. And it's like, yes, Dude, Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's the I do part. know. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah.
1: know. That's amazing. We're lucky. We're Super lucky. lucky. Now, we really are. Now here's my question for okay, you. I love your question. And I don't
0: I don't I don't need numbers here. Oh. I assume you you're this full time voice actress. Yeah. You make a good living.
1: I don't it doesn't suck.
0: Okay. My question becomes this. How does how like I understand through wrapping my head around YouTube ads and Patreon and this, how our fan base supports us, how our small fan base allows us to live an amazing life. Right. How does that work for you behind the mic? Like do when you're going for jobs, are people paying attention to how Connected with your fans are, or I don't fa- think
1: they give a crap. Okay, I, 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 maybe for other people because I've seen, I've seen other people get jobs because of their social media, mm-hmm. um, but their quality of talent isn't as high because they're maybe newer. Sure, but they got the job because they have a ridiculously huge following. Right. Um. I I honestly don't know for myself. Perhaps sometimes because we
0: were talking, you were talking about how they su- they're supportive and they do all this awesome stuff. For you, they I didn't know do. if it. If it I goes wonder. one-to-one like that or if it's something else. Know. If it's you just promoting that, I'm in this show, I'm in this thing, then they talk about it. In yeah, I time. don't think
1: my social media affects my booking ratio at all. Okay. I don't think anybody in the professional world for the caliber of jobs I'm now going for, they are not looking at my social media. Unfortunately, they're looking at IMDb, which is horrifically inaccurate. <laughs> Wikipedia is very accurate, but IMDb is Inaccurate. An
0: important lesson for everybody to learn. I've tried. I tell people this on a one by one basis. IMDb IMDb is is Wikipedia. If you have an account, you can go in and change things around and do things.
1: But you can't. Not anymore. They changed all the the, the way. They do it now, which is so hard. they're, They're basically, as far as I'm concerned, they're a website that forces actors to pay them a ridiculous amount mm. of money to have their headshot on because now the entire industry uses IMDb but like say um, as a voiceover actor you don't get the name of your episodes you don't get the, the you don't get all the specifics sure. because you're in your out. To post it on IMDb you have to know exactly the number and name of the episode. You ha- There's so much mm. information that you have to have that you don't have as the actor that you only have as the producer and the producers aren't putting everything on IMDb. Sure, sure. There's some stuff on my IMDb IMDB, that isn't me. I'm like, who put that? That Isn't me. There have been, there's IMDBs of like five different Aaron Fitzgeralds. All my credits, but they're on a different Aaron Fitzgerald account. They're Mm. all spread out. It's crazy messy. There, there are. I am credited for every episode of a series because someone was too lazy to find out. Someone I don't know. Someone was too lazy to find out which exact (laughs) episode I was in that series, which I wouldn't have a clue what episode it was because they never tell me. They never tell you. So then in
0: the industry, for casting agent stuff, how much are they looking at that, or is it what I was talking about? A lot. About? It, it still is. It's not just word of mouth. And no, of it's and a
1: lot. Like, they're looking at your credits through that, which frustrates me because I'm like, that's not accurate. Yeah. And the dates aren't accurate because it's date of release, but not the date I worked it. Like, some something that just released over here, and they have the Japanese release date mm. instead of the American release date, which yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like it's a credit from five years ago. So it might look like, oh, in 2000 and 13 she only did five jobs but I did 27 or gotcha. something you know what yeah, I mean yeah, Like yeah, it's, I you, I it, that kind of and, and they have the wrong birth date and they won't take that birth date down like every actor they put all these birth dates on without any verification and people can't get them taken off mm. where I'm like we have no control IMDB does not give us permission to go in and do anything and I've called and harassed and and, and there's somebody who's got a lawsuit against them and still. Parash sounds
0: like you're TPing their house. <laughs>
1: hey, change my There birthday. was a point where I would have. I was so frustrated <laughs> and so angry, but that's why I don't have a photo on mine anymore because they were getting like over $100 from me every year just to have a picture. Wow. Just to have a picture. Well, that's no good. Well, I feel like that's it's a little bit of a rip-off.
0: No, I, I'm... It's
1: a shakedown site to sure, me. Sure, right, right, right. So you like, have to have go this go to Wikipedia th- to, to support your actors because you can always take what's on IMDb and put it on Wikipedia, and I can I can go over my Wikipedia in a glance and edit it. Well, the thing about Wikipedia, of course... If something is wrong, I can fix it.
0: You have your close-knit community that'll be out there doing that for you. They are, actually. Right?
1: I, I really don't... And honestly, my that's why I think my Wikipedia is so accurate is because you guys are so good at keeping that stuff up to date, and I think you... Thank you. Thank you for that. It's only every once in a while that somebody thinks I'm the voice of something. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't me. No,
0: not me at all. Not me at all. Not me at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put on Twitter, of course, as I often do. Oh, Why well, didn't I bring my phone in? Because I, tw- I don't want you on your phone. You don't oh. get to. I get to go on my phone. Oh, okay. People had questions for you.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I have questions.
0: I was logged into the I'm kind kicking off my Chi jacket. It's getting hot in here. Sorry. I'm a little warm. Your, your man out there is loud. We had to shut the door. That's we what did it. We did. So you can blame him. I don't want to be blamed.
1: It's because i have a man who has good conversation
0: he does he knows what's up he's yeah. out there and he's entertaining christine like he's he's like you said he's 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 yeah. bubbly he's like you he's the, he's a loud man like you yeah well you're a loud woman you yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a saying. loud woman. everybody's loud. loud yeah um so here's what speaking about what we're talking about here okay uh brian artist jackson tweets and says it might be in hold on it was double with the importance of voice acting in mm-hmm. video games increasing do you feel your role in it might be in danger with celebrities coming in to do voices. a la key for Sutherland. Um, that's
1: always. Uh, this is the thing. As an actor, you there's way too much fear that we could live in on a constant basis. Um, as a female actress, and I'm I don't like to use the term voice acting because I don't. It's offensive, voice act. right? To me, I'm like voice acting is. That's like if I was an impressionist, <laughs> maybe that would be. But, but for me, I'm actually I'm an actor. You know, I, I, I could be – I don't mind the term voice artist for some reason because I feel like that's – I have this vocal ability from my vocal cords that I inherited from my father that I have no control over, which is why I can go from really, really high to really, really low and I can do accents and all that crap. I got it from my dad. But the whole, you know – wait. We're, yeah. It's already different. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole the, the whole um celebrity thing, I kind of feel like we speak for ourselves because the television – celebrities and they get hired usually by producers who just want to say that they worked with so-and-so and And that work goes out and then that actor either finds out very quickly that they're a good actor using their voice you know just voice only or they're a bad actor because what the, the performance if you're on camera it's very different from behind the mic from behind the mic it's a lot more theater like because you're you get to be a little bit bigger because you're, you're using on camera you're using your eyes everyone always says if you're doing on camera it's all the acting happens here which is why Meryl Streep is a genius like she has the ability to give you everything in the universe just right here all right here Betty Davis whole career all right here that's where the acting happens so we're when we're on camera I mean off-camera it's our whole body. It's, the, it's a theater performance. We're performing with our whole body because we're getting across all sorts of stuff for an audience that may not be able to see us. Because you know, in theater, it could be you know nosebleeds, seats play to, the, to back the back of the house. You're paying to playing to the back of the house, so it's the kind of the same thing. So it's only the voice that is heard in the performance. And if you don't have a strong theater or comedic background, because I find that stand-up comedians and singers have already have that kind of natural ability, right. then e- what happens is someone's acting performance, if they're acting from their eyes, it doesn't translate through the sound. Of their voice, so they're they're giving you this performance behind a microphone, mm-hmm. which doesn't work all the time. Somebody who is giving you the theater performance, which is a character performance, which takes your whole body—it's real, full-body acting—which you would never do on camera because you you just would you be fired unless you're Robin Williams, <laughs> you know? Like nobody like you're moving too much. The camera shit. Like I'm moving too much right now because I'm an animated person. That is why I do what I do for a living. So. I don't I'm not threatened by celebrities, but I'm annoyed sure. that producers feel that they think that a celebrity is gonna pull a bigger audience than an actual trained quote unquote voice actor. Sure.
0: Acting is acting, but not like what you're talking about. You need to know what you're doing everybody's
1: with. got a different genre that they're really good at. And the reason why, you know, Rob Paulson is Rob Paulson is friend of the show. Yeah, right. Like he's he's a genius. What he does is genius. His, he could probably go on camera and make a killing. But what he does when, he, when he's acting, what he brings behind the microphone, he's giving you what... I mean, I don't think that there's very many on-camera actors that would be as good as Rob Paulson. Sure. His acting chops are unbelievable. They're so honed. He works so much all day. Like, he's not sitting in a trailer. When he's called into work, he's working those hours solid, yep. and he's booking job after job. So that's a lot of... Being on time, you know, like being on acting wise. You're just, there's just so much mastery behind that. Not everybody's going to have that. Yeah. and And I notice the difference really as my chops keep getting better and I keep getting better at what I do. There's always another level. And I can feel the difference now very clearly when I'm in the room with someone like Rob and I'm like, I got to pull my socks up just a hair. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I'm I in over be, my head. I yeah. got to be in the room with John DiMaggio. Oh, yeah. I, that was one of those moments and and getting to watch him do what he does and then I get to do what I I'm like, I hope I don't suck. Yeah. And I don't know if I suck compared to him. I, I, can't re- I can't tell when I'm in the room with a big dog where I am on that ratio with the big dog. I'm like, do they know? Do they think I'm a beginner or a greenie? How do I... How do they perceive me? I have no idea. Sure. But when I'm in with somebody who doesn't have the experience that I have, it's so loud to me. It's so clear. And there's so much missing. It's like, it's like somebody who plays jazz, you know, and they're riffing. Right. And they're just skipping over all the little genius little things they could have put in. Sure. And they didn't put It's just like, no, 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 no. That's how gotcha, someone gotcha. who doesn't have the experience that I have sounds to me. So I can hear all of the inexperience. And I can hear all of the incredible experience from somebody spectacular. I'm just not sure I know where my where I am in that spectrum. I can't yeah. quite tell. Well, it's hard
0: to nail yourself. I know right?
1: that I get the job done. <laughs>
0: it took me, uh, it's like one of, that was. Mm, yeah, it, it's kind of easy to nail yourself. Oh yeah, it is hard to place yourself on a spectrum.
1: Yeah, it is a little. I bit. think
0: you're fantastic.
1: Well, I feel like uh, my confidence has gotten a lot better in the last three years.
0: So, now, so this is interesting. So, talk to me. A little, we're t- we keep talking about where you are on the spectrum and uh, yeah. what are these guys think. What is what is your your career to this? Like, how does this start for you? Are you how long I, have you been voice acting? Like, all these twenty different- years. Okay, 20 so years. you make it sound when you talk about it like you're. <laughs> it's been a shorter run than that.
1: But, but to me, it's. It's a lifetime craft. Acting is a lifetime. Yeah. It, you, it could take a lifetime to master it. A lifetime. How did
0: it start for you?
1: When I was three, I memorized all the movies on the TV and would act them out to the 90-year-old neighbor. Gotcha. I had Wizard of Oz memorized. And I just learned this week from spending time with my family that I didn't just memorize the Wizard of Oz and perform it to the 90-year-old neighbor. Apparently, I gathered all the kids in the neighborhood, taught them all the parts, and made them act it out with me. Nice. So my director skills were starting in yeah, early. I haven't used them much multifaceted, yet. Multifaceted. Yeah, but I think maybe true. there might be a directing in my future. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. But that's kind of where it started. And, and so, so then it
0: was it theater through high school all and stuff theater. like that? I was
1: a drama nut. And and it was really hard because I was living in cities that they, they weren't really theater-based cities, you know? They weren't artistically based. So it took a lot of discovery – like. I'm a perfect example for someone, if you come from a town that you feel like has no, I have to be in LA, you don't have to be in LA. You can get your chops fantastic wherever you are. It's about showing up and just putting in the hours and practicing. Being a character actor was something I've always been. So I would be characters in local plays, in anything amateur, in drama camp. I would force my mother to put, anytime there was anything drama or theater related, I'd have to hunt it myself and go, mom, please, please because my parents were like don't waste your time in that
0: be a lawyer be
1: a, a nurse or a teacher was the mm. the career they had chosen for me so my whole life they were like yeah you can do that on the side but you're going to be a nurse or a teacher you know but i kept doing it i couldn't stop doing it all through school you know i was i i, I was so annoyed one year in high school um i didn't i was getting the drama award every year <laughs> <laughs> uh. and one year in high school this student who was straight A math student which I failed every year she got the drama award she wasn't an actor but I don't know why she got the drama award because she was straight A's and she got a straight A in drama which I also uh. got an A but for some reason she got a high and I don't know what it was
0: they said bullshit of like well you got to spread it around
1: right, same right. person can't Well I year. I literally I was 16 and I was like Mr. Kennedy who was my drama teacher he was a great drama teacher but I went up to him I might need this for my career in the future. Why would you give an award to someone who is never going to use the award or give a crap that she got it? I was so annoyed. And the irony of that statement at 16, which sounds very egotistical and diva at the time, and it, it kind of was a little bit, um, was that when I started getting my stuff together to get my green card in the States, I needed everything. Really? I had all of the drama awards and that one year was missing. And that feeling came back. I'm like, see, Mr. Kennedy, this is what I was talking about. I could have used it.
0: U.S. is like, we really like this. Can we talk about a straight A student though? Right. What happened to the other thing? They needed
1: to see that I was a professional in my industry. I had to prove I was a professional and I had to prove I was famous to get my green card. How
0: long ago did you get your green card?
1: I got it five years ago.
0: Oh, okay. Five
1: years ago. It was a very, it it was a 10-year process and I And I had to, which is crazy, because in my head, I'm like, I'm not famous. No, Like, my characters are famous, sure, but I'm not. Nobody knows who I am. So I literally, and there's a ton of fans out there, you know. There was a point where on MySpace, when when MySpace was the thing, I'm like, okay, fans, this is going to sound absurd, but I need fan letters, and I need them to say things like this, so I can apply for the green card, and everyone did it. Everyone That's sent awesome. me like, and I I still have those letters, by the way, guys. Benjamin, Oscar, yours is on the left of my booth when I record. So I have <laughs> all of your letters helping me get to America and stay in America professionally in my sound booth because that was such a big deal to me because I needed, yeah. I just needed to prove that people from around the world knew who I was, and I didn't think anybody knew who I was. Like I, it was. The, the the interesting personal development thing Was that I actually ended up proving to myself That I was technically famous Yeah More than the government which Because I, I had no I did not think that was the case
0: Is that all because of the internet?
1: All because of the internet Right
0: Like I, mean, I feel like Oh there's
1: no way that would have happened If it weren't for the internet The
0: story I always tell Is at Comic Con Two years ago I'm on you know all day long So they're like Alright up next is this Up next is that They come up like, right, Up next is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles And I was like yeah. Great who's coming up? And they're like, it's Sean Astin. I'm like, all right, Goonies. It's the girl from Arrested Development. I'm like, all right, great. And then it's, they're like, it's Rob Paulson. And I went, who's Rob Paulson? And they're like, oh, he's been a bunch of different voices. He's He was Donatello in the original TMT, and now he's Raphael. Or no, I'm sorry, vice versa. Rapha- Raphael yeah, yeah, in the yeah, original, whoa, whoa, now whoa, he's Donatello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, I whoa. fixed it in my head before you got there. Everybody
1: whoa. caught. Why? Hey. such a crush on Raphael when yeah. he was Raphael. loved the moods. I was so I, – I fangirled over that when I met him for the yeah. first time. I'm well, like, see, like – it's like, this is going to be awkward because yeah. I totally had, like, an 18-year-old hots for Raphael. So I apologize for my awkward fangirling. That was the
0: thing. As I said that, I was like, oh, that's cool. I remember watching the original TMTL. I like that. No problem. And so we sit down, and we're mid-interview. And Rob's telling the story, and he goes, oh, well, we just come off Animaniacs. And I, you can see it in my head. The gears click. And I'm like, that's fucking Yakko. That's yet. And I, I like, I don't say it. I don't say, it. was, like, a dual interview. I so love that
1: you didn't know. I, and it was just, like, oh, holy honey. shit. Oh, you know oh. what I mean?
0: Just because you take, sorry. I I think, it's so. it sounds so yeah. simple now because now you find anybody you like on the internet. And you yeah. follow them, and you understand who but they are and all those the different internet. things. But, like, you know, like to think back to like when I'm watching cartoons yeah. and it never dawns on me because I don't want to... You always hear from voice actors, right? Like, yeah. Troy will tell stories of watching cartoons and seeing the same names over and over yes. again. And like, I gotta be one of these people. Yeah. And for me, by that point, I'm already tuned out. I'm a kid. I'm, I'm not thinking about I did. I that thought did the it.
1: characters were real. It never occurred to me that... Yeah. Even though I was an actor growing up the whole time, it never occurred to me that there were actors playing those cartoon characters. Right, right. I loved their voices and there were certain humans that I was so in love with their voice that if I heard it as another character I would sure. watch just for that sound there was a, it's like a vibration in that sound that I my heart just opened up and I was like I, I love yeah. love you yeah, yeah, yeah. don't know who you are love and I'm so excited like Cam Clark finally is on social media and he's the original Leonardo yeah. and he was uh, in the tick when I was a huge the tick fan and so the first time I worked with him I was just the whole time you're the tick yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's I so weird. It's, it's just, and now he's on social media.
0: I love. I I always talk about the fact, and I am try I don't. I'm not trying to take credit for it. Don't get me wrong. But up at noon on IGN came around just at the time where I feel like the mass amount of gamers were really starting to pay attention to who vo- who voiced what. Because when we brought when I met Dave Fenoy for the first time, mm. and when we brought him in for Up at Noon, like I remember that moment so well and then how he became a character on that show right. but also to everyone and like don't get me wrong I, i'm not trying to take credit for it lee everett is this amazing character the walking dead season 1 was this amazing game mm-hmm. but i remember getting to bring him to podcast beyond 300 coming down to get him yeah. In the crowd lined up losing their mind that day that for was no. Dave Fanoi. You know of what course. I mean? And it's like no that is such a special bitches. moment that I don't think would have happened right. three years prior. You know what I mean? No, People I wouldn't absolutely have not. It that way.
1: Absolutely not. I think – and it's because, um, you know, my voiceover career started long before video games had voices – I never – I was most – I was a cartoon girl. I was in cartoons. So, so
0: dial it back. You go to high school. You're, you're trying to get this award. This straight-A bitch steals it from you. Bastard. What, how, you go to college for acting? What? I or, ended
1: up – I ended up – University,
0: uh, as they maybe call it in Canada?
1: And, uh, yeah, boy. That's right. So uh, I end up um, – the year – I finish out my – it's called grade 12 in Canada. I finished up my grade 12 in Victoria, British Columbia because my family had moved from Ottawa, Canada – which is the capital of Canada for all of you out there. Um, <laughs> so uh, that year I, I played my all-time favorite role in, in the universe, which is the Wicked Witch of the West and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> all-time favorite role because obviously at three I had it memorized. Yeah, of course. You've, been, this,
0: you've literally been preparing for this role your entire life. My
1: entire life. So I got to finally play it for the first time in my career. And my parents were like, okay, now you're going to go into nursing or teaching. <laughs> and I was like kind of like, right, yes yes I am because who makes a living as an actor in Canada I don't know but then there was this thing where I was like University of Victoria at the time the Phoenix theaters had an amazing program for theater you had to audition to get in you had to write a huge essay it was a very tough process to get in I said well I'll just apply I'll just apply if I don't get in then the I'll, universe is then, telling exactly, me that's not the path exactly so i i applied and it was the most terrifying thing i've ever done because during through the process of applying it really i was really aware of how badly i wanted it yeah really aware right. and then i think i remember at the time it was like 700 people got in for the first year no that's really ridiculous it was 70 people who got in for the first year Um, for the acting program and then every year you had to be accepted back
0: Mm, Jeez.
1: so you don't even audition you're just accepted back I made it through and I watched a lot of very talented people disappear and it's for a degree at university like to be cut from a university you don't even get your degree you have to go somewhere else and do something else in the university I, I thought that was crazy but every year my fingers crossed I was like because I was not the best at school I'm just gonna be real like I I was passionate as an actress but I wasn't the best actress there I you know I I did not book lead roles in the plays on that were the main stage plays I was like the chick because I was a character actress I hated playing characters that looked the way I looked Mm. and I was like a, a pretty 20 something year old girl and I hated pretty twenty something year old roles. They bored the hell out of me. I wanted the crazy Wicked Witch of the West. That's what I wanted. So I went through four years of university, not really booking the good stuff. And they accepted me every year. That final year, there was only like seven of us. Wow. From seventy, they pared it down down quite to a seven. Bit. <laughs> like there was, it was no joke. By that yeah. that final year, like it was. I feel like that school at that time with the professors that were there and there were professors there that shouldn't have been professors there that were professionals in the industry so they weren't great teachers but they're they're professional what they brought professionally was uh, it was worth its weight in gold and, and so i graduated with a, a bfa which my mom called a bachelor of fuck all because it was for acting uh, supportive parents Yeah yeah Well th- they now were Now you walk up
0: You just make it rain They were supportive Canadian money they Whatever Canadian. it's called Canadian <laughs>
1: That's a Canadian attitude It's like come on If you gotta take the piss Right That's what we do in Canada You don't take yourself Too seriously What are you Celine Dion And even that Her mom's probably like Really you think you're good Huh Sure Okay dear <laughs> You're not as good As that girl Sandy Down the street Just so you know It's like constantly Keeping you It's that British thing Like don't get you too big For your British If you're
0: so good Why don't you have Four acting awards From Boom. high school Yeah
1: exactly <laughs> Exactly. You missed that one year, right? Well, you weren't good that year. So I I got the degree and then I did the bold move with a bunch of us that graduated and moved to Vancouver. Yeah. See what happens and I I ended up with some, you know, theater groups, you know, free kind of troupe, theater groups. I did a fake radio theater troupe there too. That's not it wasn't called fake radio, but it was we were doing 1940s radio plays, which was funny because now I'm in a actual theater group called fake radio um which i love and so i did that and i did a lot of theater and i i wasn't i never really was attracted to television but i knew there was money in television so i started the whole you know get the headshots get everything and because i i my my confidence was shit because i never booked anything big on Main stage from university. Sure. So I didn't think I was the best. I thought I was kind of like at the bottom of the rung, but I made it to the for- the, the last year. So I knew I didn't suck completely. Right. So it was so there's like,
0: something here. It was
1: like there might be something, and so I hid out in stage management for a while because the university had trained me like in case you don't book work, you can still work in theater. So I had stage management skills, and so I started working as an assistant stage manager at some of the theaters, and um. One of the guys who went to university with me, and he was the tech genius named Sparky Lawrence. Sparky, I love you. Sparky, I, I was assistant stage managing at this theater, and Sparky just pulled me aside and was like, what are you doing? Yeah, If you want to be an actor go fucking act
0: I was gonna ask was that because that seems like it's got to be it was terrifying. the toughest fucking thing of like sitting there with the flashlights terrifying. so people don't trip and you're just like I should be out there doing
1: something. It, well no well it, I, it, I like being of service I'm very good with details and assistant stage management you're whoops you're following the script and it, it, it's a great job I really enjoyed it but The acting, like, to be able to go out and put myself out there, I was terrified of doing that. I was terrified of failing. I was terrified of succeeding. But I started doing it. And I booked, like, beer commercials. I kept booking beer commercials, like, print ads and stuff. You were a pretty 20-something. Yes, yes. yes, Look, drink the beer. You'll get this lushy girl. No. (laughs) But that's what it was. Like, I remember seeing the ad for some beer on the back of the bathroom stall. I was sitting having a pee, and I'm like, oh, there I am. Interesting awkward beer ad while I'm peeing and that's me uh, in the middle going yeah
0: it was really was it great. Molson was it Molson ice
1: I feel like it was Labatt's but I did a few of them I can't remember oh, I, I can't remember these. I want to see these bad yeah, internet find I them. them my mom you, has them my mom has them cut Aaron's out Aaron's
0: mom find them and put them on the internet yeah yeah I'd, I'd probably,
1: I probably I'll go home and I'll find them for you uh, thank you because it's it's pretty ridiculous I love it's pretty fun so then I started doing television and film as well and I found very quickly as a creative character person it, and I wasn't booking huge roles, but I was getting great little character bits, yeah. right and and uh, and I booked character characters. I wasn't it wasn't all pretty girl stuff, which I, I appreciated. but um there was so much time spent in your trailer, so much time mm, not downtime. acting, just not doing anything. And I was so self-centered at that time thinking that what you bring to the table as an actor is everything. And I learned through television and film how many people it takes to do a production. and sure. I learned that. Uh, As an actor, you're kind of the cherry on the Sunday after all of these humans have come together to build this huge thing, and then you come in. So it's not about you. My ego was really, which is, I'm so grateful for, was checked and put in place really early from the film and television industry because I learned very quickly what my role was. My role was to support the writing, my role is to support and listen to the other actors, my role is to support the vision of the director. And I got to learn that at a very young age. And it was through that. Which was on and off money. And I lived in a house of seven people, all guys. And uh, one of my roommates, Toby, was doing looping for television and film. And they needed a, a girl who could do accents. And he's uh. like, You do accents because I did them all the time around the house. And Toby
0: wanted to blow his brains out.
1: Yes, he <laughs> probably did. So he got me a job doing that. And it was my first day doing that job. I was doing, it was an episode of Outer Limits. Um and Alyssa Milano had just got the girls done and they looked fantastic and she was she had this topless sex scene with so it's Outer Limits episode Alyssa Milano topless somewhere and she was <laughs> on top of the dude like you know dudes there and she's on top and I had to be her sex sounds nice her having sex like those those noises and for the first time an actor who I'd never met before named Michael Dobson was my partner and he's like he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja. He's he's a huge voiceover actor now. To Google him, Michael Dobson at Michael Dobson. I'm sure. Um, and we were we were having sex together without having sex. We're like, oh, this is not awkward at all. I like it. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh. it was it was hilarious. It was really and we're in a room filled with other actors, like so many actors, but because we Michael and I. We gelled right away, uh, talent-wise, kind of yeah. the way I do with Yuri. Like, w- with me and Yuri, there's I feel like we've had past lives together performing yeah. because they're, they're, it's effortless. Like, we just immediately go into riffing and improv. It's like that for me and Michael Dobson. We just go into voices and accents, and we were just traveling down this really creative path, and he turned to me and he said, why aren't you doing cartoon voices? And I said, what? What do you mean? Yeah. He's like, you know, cartoon voices. Why aren't you doing, you know, like He-Man, the voice of He-Man? And he would name the, you know, Gary Chalk, and I'm like... What What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And my head just exploded. Right. Like, it took me into that reality that Papa Smurf was not Papa Smurf. <laughs> I have since met the voice, original voice of Papa Smurf. My head did explode. I'm like, oh, my God. But that kind of a thing. And, and that, that started my – and immediately I started that journey towards cartoons.
0: And that was what? Getting an agent, talking to people? Like, I don't
1: – This is crazy. And this is why when people ask me, how did you get into voiceover? I'm like – I'll tell you my experience, but it's very hard to duplicate. Uh, Michael Dobson told me to do it. I went into contemplation. I, I, I've mentioned it before. I sing the word hue for 20 minutes every day for contemplation. It's my way of connecting with the you divine. Source. hue? Just hue. Oh, okay. Hue. It calms me. It centers me. It gives me amazing dream experiences, that sort of thing. Well, I had done, I was doing a 20 minute hue one day and out of that contemplation, an entire layout of what my voice demo should be of all the characters I had been creating over the years and I had named them. So each character name and what I needed for them to say, it was all my favorite movie quotes. And so it came out of the contemplation. So I wrote it down exactly the way it came to me. And then I went out and I made it with Brian Dobson, Michael Dobson's brother, who is also a huge voiceover talent now at the time we were both starting out and that demo. And I'd never heard anybody's demo i had never heard another actor's demo i didn't know how to make a demo but it was solid i was like we're following this it came out of a contemplation we're just following this the universe wants this my first audition was for ed ed and eddie (sighs) because of the demo i got the audition it was a six-month auditioning process didn't think i booked it didn't think i booked it booked it yeah didn't know it was for a new channel called cartoon network nobody had ever heard of it it hadn't existed did Ed, Ed and Eddie for years didn't know how famous it was until we got to the states because it didn't play in canada so none of the cast knew it was we just like another year really where is this (laughs) playing Who's watching (laughs) it? you know now they know now with social media they all know but they didn't know for years i kept coming back to record i'm like you guys you have so many fans in the states i'm the only person on social media please get on social media please talk to the fans and now they all are yeah yeah, yeah. now they all are but that was my first job wow that i feel like the universe was like everything in my life was in preparation for this job, so then the question is for me is why doubt it? Yeah, but I still doubt myself, even though everything in my life was like this is what you should do for a living. Yeah. I still have moments of like maybe I'm but not is that, good at this. Is that
0: trying to keep yourself humble? You know what I mean? Like, well, first of like- all, I
1: don't think I'm humble. There is no humble bone in my body. Okay. I I just don't think I. I think people who call themselves humble, you can't call yourself humble and be humble. You know what I mean? A real. So is it tempering person.
0: expectations? Yes. Okay. It is. You don't want to get excited yes. for something that you know might not happen. You, I'm sure you've missed. You've yes. not booked jobs before. All the time. All the time. <laughs>
1: and I and I don't want to get a big head. Exactly. But that doesn't mean I that I have humility. You know right. what I mean? Like I, I have. I'm an actor. Humility is hard to find. But I know I have a vain side to myself. There is that diva side that my brain can go to. Sure. Where I'm like, how oh, and I, I killed that audition. What were they? thinking not hiring me that like my head goes there for real on some days because some days I'm like oh man that was good Crushed I impressed myself yeah shit. and then I don't get hired and I'm like what the what the what <laughs> so I, I don't like it when I feel like that yeah, because I don't got my ego gets disappointed and my vanity goes well you're not that bit you know you're not yeah, the yeah. shit lady yeah, obviously yeah. you didn't kill it that as much as you think you did yeah. which is disappointing but I also don't know what really happened. I don't know if they actually heard my audition. Like still in Los Angeles, I work a ton in, in voiceover. But there's a ton of casting directors who don't know who I am. So they don't listen to my auditions because my name means nothing to them. Right. So they listen to the names that they know. Because you're going to get 1,500 auditions digitally. You're going to listen to the ones you know. You're yeah. not gonna. You'll get all these submissions. And they don't have time to listen to everything. Every once in a while, there's somebody who listens to everything. And I got a job recently on something I don't I don't think I can really talk about. It's a cartoon, but it, it's it, I'm so excited about it because I, they took the time to listen, that's but they awesome. didn't know who I was. Yeah. But that's the way the business is. It's just, and you're a female too. So what Troy Baker is able to book as a male is twenty times the amount that I will have the opportunity to book as a female.
0: And that's just because more male playable there's characters. M- more- there's
1: more men in cartoons. More men in really okay. games. Just more male characters. Period so being a female actress just like in life females we have a lot of challenges to overcome that way it doesn't mean you quit you just know that you're not going to work as often which is super hard like i'm lucky my boyfriend isn't in the industry but all my friends who are male female voice actors and couples Uh. there's no way the the woman is going to book as often as the man and i can't imagine how hard that is Like I give super props to all my sisters who are brilliant actresses who have to watch their man book 10 times the amount of work as they do every day and that's hard ego wise even though the reality is there's just not that many female characters the mind doesn't look at it that way you know what I mean like when you're looking at your husband going to work every day and you're like why am I not going to work every day you're not thinking oh it's because they haven't written enough female characters you're thinking I'm not good enough I'm not as good as him. That's what where our head mm, goes. Mm. We don't th- we don't think of the actual reality of honey. There's only one female character in that entire superhero group. In
0: that ensemble yeah, and yeah, they yeah.
1: hired Vanessa Marshall. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Which who I love by the way. She's so talented.
0: Do you see in you know, you said you've t- been voice acting 20 years. Mm-hmm. Do you see that getting better or is that just the status quo because cartoons are aimed at little I boys? I think
1: because of JRPGs that's getting better. Yeah. I really do. This character I did in WoW, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't exist if it weren't for the fans. The fans demanded her. Demanded her. I just am blessed enough to have gotten to voice her. Yeah. But the fans demanded a character like her. So I do think that the landscape is shifting and changing. I'm super excited to see what the future holds. I feel like possibly, I don't think we'll ever match because it's just the way the universe is. I don't, I'm not, I'm not an idealist that that there's going to be you know equality because i i feel like the this planet this world this physical universe is all about learning through challenges so that equality wouldn't have any challenges right through inequality we are we learn patience we learn tolerance we learn forgiveness we learn to let go we learn not to take things personally so i, I don't think that's ever going to balance out like i'm in this physical form of a female in this lifetime for me because i need to learn the lessons that come with it yeah yeah Interesting. Hmm.
0: So here's a question. Hmm. I before I, I had another I had a, the kids comment that would have been a great transition, but I want to stick with what I do because okay. this is my show. I can do whatever I you want. You can now. do whatever you so want. So you're talking about right? equality and this, that, and the other. Do you feel and this is a weird question? I don't want it to be loaded. Do you feel there needs to be equality? A, a more uh, does there need to be more of a mindset to make these female characters? Because this is you know, I'm, I'm sure. I think it's
1: supply and demand. I yeah. feel like because of the amount of female gamers out there. That yeah, there needs to be more of it. I think that we need to be represented more um, for the for that experience. But there's not enough females creating the games yet. Although I I was so excited to work with a female director and female writer on right. WoW, and that, that was a big deal. And I could feel I felt like a momentous occasion. Where, sure, like, we were literally in the room. It's like let's just stop. It's all chicks right now, except <laughs> for the engineer in a video game. We're, we're we're doing a female. This is this is momentous. This right. is a momentous. And Atlas has some great female, like the, the ga- females in video games behind the scenes who are doing all the work. Um, it's getting those numbers are getting higher, yeah. and because those numbers are getting higher, I know the, that the universe will change. Right, um, and if, so I'm not—I can't be mad at the way things are because guys are going to do what guys know for guys' universe. It's not up to men to represent women. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like it's not like. It's not up to Canadians to represent Americans. It's not up to Indians to m- represent Brits. Sure, You know, y- y- who you are and where you come from, it's up to you to represent yourself. If you feel you're not being represented in the media, then you need to get into the media and change things. Exactly. You've got to do it yourself. You can put up your own shows, represent yourselves, you know. So the fact that more women are are buckling down and being like, I love, like, I love Christina Applegate's character in Wrong Burgundy. Yeah. You know, when she's walking through and they're all like, nice ass. and She's like, I've done this before. I'll do it again. She just has to suck it up. It's a man's world and you got to play. That's what we're doing in video games as women. It's a man's world. We're coming in. They're not going to like it. They're going to... Stuff's going to go down. But don't you give up. Don't you quit because your voice is needed for those of us that need you. Because you're representing us. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. the same for any... Anybody who is a minority of any transgender, uh, races, all you got to show up and be there and create that content for yourselves so that you can be represented. And I think there's room for that
0: now. Oh, my God, there totally is. No, 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 you're right on the money with it. I, and it, you see it already happening. I always yes. talk about the, the thing people lose sight of is the fact that video games are so young. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I always the example I always give is, right, that – video game violence will be such a funny argument that no one will ever have when all of the old people in Congress die. Not because they're horrible, but because for them, their seven-year-old played Mario Brothers on NES, then stopped playing video games. That was their only experience. So true. And so you jump ahead 30 years and you hear somebody saying they killed a hooker in this video game. <laughs> they imagine a seven-year-old is killing a hooker in a video game. Right. They've lost sight of it. Yes. Whereas right now, yes. with development, it's the same way, right? People got inspired to create video games, talk about video games, and I always talk about it as Silly Putty. There was this very small thing a Silly Putty, right, that was yeah. Mega Man and Mario and everything else, yeah. and then creators grabbed it and started pulling it in all these different directions yeah. and out the indie market right you have on one side you have call of duty on the other side you have coming out simulator nice. on the other you know what i mean there's all these different things that are pulling it so to where it's all going to be there and the problem is right now with whether it be and this is a problem in quotes with whether it be you know representations of females trans right. uh mm-hmm. you know gay bi- bisexual anything any minority that needs to be represented is we're in the internet world right now where i can tweet and I can get my friends to tweet, yeah. and maybe somebody changes their ending or gives us a response or does this. Yeah. And we're in an instant world. Everything's instantaneously. Yes. Whereas right now, that's not how this works. Right. You know what I mean? Neil right. Druckmann was inspired by what he played as a kid. Yes. So you, we need to be inspiring other kids to continue that trend to yes. keep changing. And so right now you have this first wave of gamers and developers who are out there making games they believe in who are saying something with their games, yeah. and that will continue to happen. But you're, you're Gen 1 of it right now. We can't sit here and we can ask and demand and say we want better things, but we can't sit here and be like, well, last year we said we wanted stronger female characters. Why aren't there stronger female characters right right now? Well, it's not instantaneous, it doesn't happen. No,
1: exactly. And I also, and also, um, the, uh, th- there are games that are made for specific audiences, like you were saying. Right. Like an all-male game doesn't have to create female characters if it doesn't want to because that game can be played by the men who want an all-male game. We just need content creators who are doing all-female games right. other than the Japanese who are killing it, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's possible and it's out there. We just as Westerners have to start creating that content for ourselves and not... Not assume that a male-dominated um, industry is going to go out of their way to make something they have no experience with. It doesn't make any sense logically. The thing
0: I always talk about is I want developers and storytellers to tell so- the so stories they want to say. Yeah. So why is character yeah. X male? Well, that's the story somebody wanted to tell, and I yeah. don't want somebody second guessing themselves. Of I have this great story, and it's about that. Maybe it should be a girl. Maybe, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong. You should. If you're a creator, think about what it's you're part, doing. But
1: it's a part of the process. Is like, what would ha- and, and like I did this amazing puzzle game by Crow Team. It's called the Talos Principle, and it's a, a genius puzzle game. And they had that choices. Uh, like, there's one male actor and one female actor, and I get to I got to be the scientist. Yeah, you know, like it. I know that it wasn't a light decision to put a female as the scientist. They didn't. I'm sure it wasn't a half out. Oh, let's just make her a chick. I'm sure it wasn't because uh, this female's experience and it's a deep philosophical puzzle game. Like she goes on a journey philosophically through the whole game. And it's like questioning life, all those big questions. And she just goes on this intense journey. And it wouldn't have been the same experience for a male, which is like the alien movie totally different experience sure. if Ripley had been a male but it doesn't mean that they were like oh let's just make it a chick Yeah, Because like, yeah. You know, cr- I think writers take a lot more time making decisions like on a name for a character writers take a lot more yeah. time so I, we gotta really honor these people who are creating the content a little more I feel like we're so quick to judge them and we don't know what it was like to sit in the room and come up with that content if you have never tried to write something you have no idea how hard that is I, I would love to write my own content I am terrible at it <laughs> (laughs) I need to practice. I need a good 4,000 more hours of practice on that to be any good. So I have such tremendous respect for anybody putting together any sort of content and creative, creating characters, creating storyline. That is hard. And then to have the entire universe judge it because, oh, you didn't make this a female? That's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, To me, it isn't anyway.
0: No, I agree 100% with you. Now, this is the transition that you would think we planned out. But again, this is just... How the show works. The question came from Jason G. He said, what does Aaron think about the way a lot of female characters are drawn in Japanese games a la Criminal Girls? I don't know if you've seen this Criminal
1: uh, Girls. I know. Okay. <laughs> Boo-boo. Mm. Art is art. So, yes, we know that the Japanese culture – like, this is the thing. I've been been in two Western games, created games. Well, no. One Western created game. Like, Skull Girls, I play Parasol. She is very um, – Pendulous. She has very pendulous breasts. It's fantastic. She got so much flack when she came out for how she was designed. Even though she she was not a sexual character. She didn't have to respond to any male character. She was not she was the princess of an entire kingdom and she was the one in charge of everything. But all people focused on were the size of her breasts. Which and Like, this girl is juicy. She's not, like, skinny hips. She's got hips, too. So she represents actual women that I have in my family and people I know. And people, there was a huge backlash on how she looked. And I thought, isn't that funny? That there's a backlash on this character. But I never, like, I have played characters drawn even more ridiculously in anime, dressed way in much less clothing that don't get any flack. Like why is it that character got flack, but you know Bullet from Blaze Blue? Nobody mentions the fact that she's wearing strings of clothing and that she's incredibly pendulous. Fascinating to me, fascinating. And then when I did um, Dragon's Crown and the Sorceress oh, yeah. came out, oh god, who is one of my favorite characters by the way? Because I feel like I got to do that entire narration and I think I killed it. I was so excited to do that, and she again. Doesn't need any male for support. She's not looking. She's not there to support the men. She's her own strong ass kicking character. She'll take you through the game. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's articulate. She's you know that narration like she 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 was a real human to me and the best cosplayers I have seen so far are the girls who cosplay her. Like girls, shout out to you! You look like badass bitches. I freaking love you. And the real, real women, real sized women sure. dressed as this character—like nobody gets to dress like like all the little Japanese characters that are very small. They can't be—they co- can be cosplayed by the bigger girls, but it's not—it's harder. You know what I mean? Like when you get to represent your own body and feel confident in your own body and be like boom I'm nailing this character cuz I actually have that character's body shape that is so empowering as a female that feels fantastic and the fact that it's you know enough covering where you don't have to feel awkward about it is brilliant yeah. now I played enough of other characters where like cherry and saber marionette's jay that anime series there was an episode where she was wearing a fishbowl for a panties a fishbowl with a fish in it and I'm like that is some crazy stuff like and that was all fan service like that whole game was like here let me cater to the male audience and Mm -hmm. sexually titillate the male audience for me it's not how the character is drawn it's who the character is that sometimes gets in my way when a character is catering to a male audience like with that cherry character I had a real hard time playing that character it was my first anime really other than Kodachi and Ranma one-half And I was like, I don't know if I could do this because she was so. Hey, master, master, can I draw you a bath? And I'm like, why is she saying? Why is she dressed like that? (laughs) Saying master? Why she gotta be like that? Why did I? But I didn't realize that the Japanese culture, like, there's a whole cultural thing that didn't translate to me at the time because I didn't know the culture. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And I different standards. I also didn't know that the males get it in their own way just as bad. I also didn't know that they represented. You know, LG, uh, lesbian, gay, trans, bi. I, I didn't realize that all those kind of things were represented in Japanese art forms. I didn't know a lot. So yeah. you don't know what you don't know. So it's easy to judge when you don't know what you don't know. And especially easy to judge stuff that's coming from a different culture. Sure. And th- again, it's a flavor thing.
0: I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right, of the fact that why Dragon's Crown is a big deal versus all these other animes you've been in is because Dragon's Crown got promoted. You know what I mean? Like, it got trailers and this and people were trying to and so like mm-hmm. all of a sudden eyes were on it that mm-hmm. you know don't understand where these people are coming from don't uh-huh. understand what you have built for the character behind the scenes right because no. it's just like far cry 3 no. right when they put out that image of pagan yes. men oh at, my far god cry 4. They put out that yes. image of pagan men everybody makes jumps to assumptions they all yeah. jump to conclusions on their jump to conclusions matt of what this person Word. is without playing the game without knowing without knowing this kind of thing and so that like the culture thing yeah. jrpgs get away with tons of crazy motherfucking things because it's 90 hours into the game that this happens and it doesn't appeal to this mass audience.
1: And it's crazy to me like, like in, in Dragon's Crown it's not like she was the only one. You know they they make it out like oh she she they look what they did to this character but the male characters to me are way more hypersexualized than she is mm-hmm. like the Amazon is she looks like Grace Jones to me from Conan the Barbarian and then the sorceress looks like any eighties fantasy movie to right. me and but Yuri's character the the, uh, the magician guy the sorcerer yeah he walks with his groin forward and goes. <laughs> That to me is much more hypersexualized than my character, who happens to jiggle. Because guess what, women jiggle. That's a real thing. I'm like, why is everybody making an issue? But it's because jiggling just started in video games. Yeah. Well,
0: now we have polygons and text. There was no jiggling,
1: and and now that we've got jiggling, people are very uncomfortable with the jiggling. Mm. Oh my god, it jiggles. Yeah. You know, well, guys are like, I'm like, really, really. It's silly. Like, all Patrick Seitz's character, hugely over-exaggerated. Right, right, right. Just as old. And I love the style of it. To me, and that's the game I play, by the way. That's the game I'm addicted to. That's when I will Dragon's lose Crown? an entire day to Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown's great. I love, cause, But I was really into all those movies back in the 80s sure. and 90s. Sure, 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 all those fantasy movies. I loved it. And every reference is in there. From the uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. It's in there. Yeah. White Rabbit.
0: Dragon's Crown does great. Uh, we've taken up a lot of your time. Before we leave... And are you going to brunch with me? We never yeah, we okay, are. Just making sure we're, we're here
1: for the day. We're in San Francisco. Well, you're
0: leaving after brunch. I got things to do.
1: Oh, well, I'm going into San Francisco. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. Okay, good. What I want to know. I like, he was like, I, no, you can't hang out with me. No, we're zero. done. No, we're done. Christine's
0: very tired. Yeah, we're over you. What We've I want to What I want to do is I, I want you to, we glossed over this. Now oh. we're doubling back to it. Okay, okay. Tell me more and everybody out there about Hugh. You sing Hugh for 20 minutes a day. Yeah, There's it's like, an
1: ancient, ancient, ancient name for design, divine source
0: how long have you been doing it over 20 years okay how, how did you find out about it
1: uh one of the guys uh he was a lighting designer named tim and he was i lived in canada i was working as an assistant stage manager he was so chill all the time he was always cool always in a good mood always yeah. laughing yeah always looked at the bright side of life and and if you've ever been worked in theater and it's getting to crunch time people get insane like as if this play is going to be the be-all, end-all of the universe. And all, all the, everything hangs on this balance. And he never let the stress get to him. And I worked with him for a good year and a half before I finally turned to him. And I said, what, how can I be more like you? Because yeah. I was living a very stress-filled life. And I was very angry a lot of the time, very frustrated. And he said, have you heard of The Hue? I said, I haven't. He said, it's a love song to the creator of love. So he taught me to sing it. You just sing it. And there's no wrong way. You can sing it to your favorite song. You can sing it, Hugh, 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 Hugh. You can sing it, Hugh, Hugh. But you sing it for 20 minutes a day. You don't sing it more than that. You don't have to. 20 minutes a day. Eyes closed, eyes open, whatever you want to do, whatever is comfortable for you. And what it does, and all I can speak of is what it's done for me. I can't can't speak for anybody else's experience. But for me, in that first week, because he said, go sing it for a week. And if you want more information, I'll give you more. And for that week, I sang the hue and my heart opened, you know, that they, you say you have a heart chakra right here. My heart opened. And what I experienced was not only was I noticing love coming at me from the universe, like people were seem nicer to me, but for the first time in a long time. I was genuinely wanting to give love to other people like I'd been kind of forcing it and kind of feeling obligated in that Canadian polite way <laughs> of like I have to be polite to you because I'm Canadian but I wanted to feel I wanted to be because I see he was that person he when he his heart was so open he was when he talked to somebody he really talked to them yeah he was really and he wanted to there was a love behind it and I wanted that I wanted to be able to do that. and that first week I mean, I won't even get into what it did for my dream state. I started journaling my dreams after I started singing The Hue because my dreams got amazing, uh, amazing. And so I started singing The Hue, and then he gave me some books that went deeper into the experiences I was having while I was singing The Hue, and I was having experiences. Um, Some people see different lights, uh, hear inner sounds. Some people pop out of their body. Some people... Uh, find themselves in an alternate reality and have experiences and um, there's all sorts of kind of spiritual experiences one can have using the hue some I, I was getting a lot of past life recall wow. like I was remembering and it wasn't just random past lives I was remembering li- past lives that were still an obstacle in my daily life today so I was getting a relationship with someone I'd find out that um I killed them in a past life and then I'd be like oh that's why we hate each other in this life and they're after me and and it was my fault like i could see the karmic or law of cause of effect and being like so i i was a horrible person to that person previously and so right now i'm just getting back what i dished out and it allowed me to let go like that kind of insight into my daily living became i could let go of things faster i didn't have to be angry or defensive and i stopped being a victim because i realized there were some things that I had earned. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> you know? getting paid I was for getting. It. I was. I was just paying a debt, kind of a thing. And so, 20 years later, what I can say it has done for me is, I am a much kinder person. My heart is, and I've never plateaued with it. Wow. I've never gotten to a place where I got bored with it. I've never gotten to a place where it hasn't taken me to another level. And my heart, is, I still feel like I'm. I'm not Tim. I'm still not Tim. So I have still a, a long way to go to get to tim's mastership of awesomeness okay but i have that goal you know and and for me it 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 brings me peace inner quiet it brings me healing when i'm physically ill it'll bring me a healing um solace in times of grief and when i'm angry i do it through gritted teeth
0: because
1: it's the only thing that gets me out of anger wow it's the only thing that gets because it's like a band of anger when i'm trapped in anger i get it's this horrible cycle where I get frustrated and I can't get out. I just can't get out of it. And it may not be something I'm expressing, but it'll be in my head or in my heart. and I'll be carrying it. So the hue pops me. It's like, it, 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 it's like I'm on a broken record and the hue pops me out of that broken record and I can be me, just me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I think like maybe that's why the word human has the hue mm, in front of it. Mm. That's our divine part of ourselves mixed with the man part of ourselves. And that's the experience we're having.
0: That's awesome. Maybe, maybe. This is very fascinating. This is very, very fascinating. It, there's a
1: page about it on my website, um, but I think you can go to the There, There's an actual website for the – I think it's thehuesong.org, but it, but I also have a page of my own experience on my website.
0: Everybody check it out. What's your website?
1: AaronFitzVO.com. Again, it may not all be operational, <laughs> but it's kind of – I think the gist of it is there. It's, it's the, the guts are there. The guts are there. And, of
0: course, Aaron Fitzgerald on Twitter. Yes, yes. You're in all sorts of Persona games. Yes. You're, you're fantastic. You're fascinating. You. Thank you for coming.
1: I, I really enjoyed this conversation. This is I fun, know right? we were on camera, but I, yeah, I really this, feel this is like The whole this idea is that we were just part. talking. No
0: agenda, nothing to promote, like I get to, nothing to I whatever. have
1: a good visit with you. We just happen to record it and share yeah. it with you guys. Yeah. We'll,
0: we'll periscope brunch to make you. We won't really periscope. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this, of Let's course, go get some was. Meat. The, there, you're going to get a lot of meat at this place, too. <laughs> this, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this was the kind of funny Gamescast presents Persona 4 changed. My life. Uh, let us know what you think of this. This is just an idea I kicked around over text message. I think it went. Kevin, did you enjoy yourself. You can you can talk. Thank them.
1: you so yeah, much, Kevin. Yeah, thank
0: you. I don't. They can't see a thumbs up unless you. Bring Kevin
1: them. is gorgeous, ladies.
0: He is. Well, yeah.
1: You're missing out. He should be on camera.
0: Felicia Day called him disgusting. Wow. Not because of his looks, because he want, he made his he made his girlfriend touch tongues. Okay, well, don't worry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is a production of Kind of Funny. Hit us up at YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Hit us up on Patreon. Subscribe to the podcast. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.